to season three, episode 16 of Dad's Right. We're back in our usual places, I guess. Okay, good times, bad times. And I just wanted to say, uh, before we get into it, really, I, after talking about tasers and that last week, I looked at some pictures of tasers, and some of them do kind of really look like guns. Some don't. Some are like bright yellow and that, but but they have triggers and are kind of shaped like guns. And I feel like that's a bad idea, because then maybe this is could pot like that that might lead to something like this happening how about we make them bright yellow or bright orange and that way this mistake won't ever happen again yeah i don't I know what if you're a police officer you need to be able to tell the difference between oh, a taser a- and what absolutely that's i mean but and and i just heard i think it was john oliver she was a long time like a 20 something year veteran oh i don't know i think i think that's what he said I'm not 100% sure, but did you see this week's John Oliver? Yeah, just recently, actually, but I forget. <laughs> anyway, the, and then one other mistake. It wasn't a Madame Holmes. I might have sort of sound, made it sound like it was Madame Holmes employees that hired the stripper, but it was actually a drywalling company that Madame Holmes employs and that, that hired the stripper and had the party uh, at, in a Madame Holmes. And that, that drywalling company has been let go by Madame Holmes, obviously, but... Yeah. So that was two things that I wanted to clear up from last week. And uh, good times. You want to go? Yeah, sure. I got one to begin. Probably one of the big stories from this week. After 10 hours of deliberation over two days, a Minnesota jury decided that the cop who we saw murder George Floyd on video did, in fact, murder George Floyd. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Glad to see that verdict i don't i was expecting a quicker verdict but maybe they had some really good takeout or something yeah <laughs> i don't know because you'd think but i mean that i mean definitely the it shows that they they didn't just it was a, it was a thought out verdict i mean the defense obviously rose some issues with drug overdoses and potentially uh car exhaust, carbon monoxide poisoning, and different things. So you do have to suss them out and make sure that they are uh, erroneous and misleading. And yeah. be, he did it beyond a reasonable doubt, which I think everybody can see. You're outside. I don't, I, I, I've never heard of anybody trying to commit suicide by lying down beside a, a car exhaust pipe outside. Yeah. But, yeah, good for good for the the jurors of his peers and... And apparently they're going back now and looking at another death that happened in, at his hands from a number of years ago. Oh, well, I hope it gets added to the charges. Well, as long as he's guilty of it, which he probably, well, yeah. I, mean, I don't like to say he probably is, but he probably is. Yeah. <laughs> I have one as well. The uh, a house, he approved a bill, that, not my house, but the, the House, of house of Representatives has approved a bill to make D.C. a state. The vote went along party lines, which I I just think that's a mistake strategically. Because if, if you're going to... You know you don't have enough votes 
you know you're going to lose the vote, right? For who? The Republicans. The Republicans know they're going to lose this vote, right? Uh Uh-huh. So if they want any chance of any sort of representation from that state, they should have voted with it. Been like, yeah, bring them statehood. But it's not going to be, they don't think it's going to be a state. Probably not. But I think if you're, because, yeah, you're right, because it probably, uh, like I said, the next line, it probably doesn't matter because it's going to go die in the Senate because they don't have the filibuster-proof votes. But what yeah. if, what if somehow it gets through? And, and I mean, it kind of seems like it's going to get through one day, you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like, eventually. Maybe, I mean, if the conservative or if the Democrats ever get enough seats. yeah. But yeah, so it's that's happened this millennia. But that's I just think I just think strategically, plus you know it's probably gonna die in the Senate anyway. So vote for it. Yeah. Get the people on your side. If it ever goes through, you say, Hey, well, we voted for it as Republicans in the House. Yeah. Like it's just it's just strategically a bad move. I think anyway. Yeah. That's all I, I got. Agree. Great. <laughs> Quick move on to bad times, eh? <laughs> as usual. Yeah. Well, I've got I've got two. Um, the first being um, we've talked about the uh, Cargill factory in High River. Is that where it is? It's definitely, yeah, that is where it is. Okay, good. I checked. Um, <laughs> that has had the COVID outbreak twice, and uh, the Alberta government had had plans to get them all vaccinated, and they've had to delay that after a Moderna vaccine shipment was delayed. Give them the AstraZeneca. Give them the Pfizer. It's yeah, coming up. It's- give them whatever. They clearly need it. Yeah, they. The, the company can't the seem to do. Happy. The can't. The company can't seem to take care of their own. So, pass it on to the government. Yeah, uh, and then also there is, you know, we talk about the good news and Derek Chauvin going to jail for uh, the murder of George Floyd. And we had a thirteen-year-old Adam Toledo shot by the Chicago police and killed um, just this past week. A young Latino boy who. The cops spun this whole story around what happened and then said, well, he had a gun. And then the body cam footage was released and none of it was true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I he put, did not have a gun. The story they told that led up to the altercation didn't happen. Yeah. Everybody needs to be fired over this. Yeah. No doubt. It's horrible. Yeah. And, and you know, I, what can you say? It's, and this was a. You know, this was what basically led to John Oliver take, talking about a stolen bunny and other things. He's like, he just, he's had enough. He can't, he can't, he needs a break. Because like, it just, yeah. it just keeps happening. And every single time it's the same cycle, you know? And nothing, like, something needs to happen. And nothing to changes. Cycle. Yeah. Because, because you always have these people saying it's not systemic, but how many times does it need to happen? And I don't think it's going to change because children even isn't the line for American politicians. Because if children, if once children get put in the line of fire was the line, there would be harsher gun laws after Sandy Hook. You know, they don't care. No, and this isn't even this isn't even gun laws, though. Cops are always going to have guns. No, but what I mean is like in any issue, like you'd think, okay, as soon as it starts affecting children, as soon as children start suffering from it, then you think there might be a little bit more empathy and you might have more people realizing oh well maybe something does need to be done but it doesn't yeah it it's obviously like it's in the system and and i i know there was a a former 
black police officer on BBC this week that that disagreed, but I don't know. I don't. I don't see how you can disagree. Like the, you can find anybody to disagree on anything, but one is not a majority opinion. No, absolutely. But it's a. I mean, it's a. It's an opinion that obviously counts for something. And being a, a black man in that, although he was a police officer, so yeah. he also sees that side of it. But yeah, there's there's just been too many cases. It's it's ridiculous. Anyway, that's what I have for bad times. Well, uh, I think we've talked about Ron Johnson before. It was a few times, a couple of times. Yes. Well, now he is highly suspicious of the big push to get everyone vaccinated. Uh, I, I'm highly suspicious. Ron Johnson's an idiot. Yeah, he's he's concerned about why everybody needs to get vaccinated. As long as you're vaccinated, why do you need to get your neighbor vaccinated? <laughs> what an idiot! What yeah. what is what is what is he hoping to accomplish from this? stopping to get people vaccinated just i I, it's just got to be making the people suspicious of the democrats just like generally like suspicious enough not to vote for them what about suspicious enough to go get a vaccination so they can be alive for the next vote for you like what are you what are you trying to do you gotta gotta realize it's your supporters who are listening to you yeah anyway trump's in the news again Calling LeBron, LeBron James tweets racist rants, divisive, nasty, insulting, and demeaning. So when the, on this debate, you know there isn't very fine people on both sides, according yeah. to Donald. I mean, I, uh, LeBron, I can't remember exactly what he put. Something about w- one of the cops that shot somebody. Just put after the after the guilty verdict, put that cop's name and you're next or something. And he deleted it shortly after. But you have to realize the frustration level. Yeah. And he has kids and, you know, he has family. And And I mean, I have to say it's probably more than frustration. It's fear for your life. Well, not LeBron James, but maybe when he was growing up. Yeah, but and certainly not now. Like. Yeah. Like, if a cop just runs into his kids on the street, they're not going to know they're LeBron James's kids. Yeah, he probably yeah. has a big sign on their back or something. <laughs> All right, well, staying in the U.S., five million people so far have skipped their second shot. I'll take it. What are they doing? I don't understand. Why Honestly, would... in the U.S., probably most of them couldn't afford to get the time off work. Uh, I don't know. I, I think most employers are giving people their time for this. Then that no, it's a big problem in the U.S. right now. It's not happening. Uh, I I don't know. It, people call in sick because they want to stay home and watch as you know the Super Bowl or something. So it's easy enough to get a day off work if you want. I'm not saying all five million, but like some of them probably legitimately living paycheck to paycheck could not afford to miss a day. Uh, I I think that's probably a small number. I think I think it's there's a, a bigger number than you think. Eh, no, I don't think so. I, I think they just feel protected with one shot or, or a little, maybe they had a little bit of reaction with one shot so they don't want the second one. It's a bad plan. Like one shot, you're only something like 60, 60% protected, but with two, you're 95, at least with the Pfizer. Yeah. Like, just go get it. Absolutely. And, oh, this is talking about uh, going back to that George Floyd trial again. David Fowler who was the former medical examiner for Maryland and testified at the George Floyd trial that that George Floyd could have died from carbon monoxide 
from a nearby car or from heart disease coupled with drug use. Fowler said under oath he would have classified Floyd's death as undetermined, which has uh, obviously raised an eyebrow with some people in that medical community. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's possible he doesn't go on YouTube and he never saw the video and he was just working off off like a body, but either way, um, so the state now is, is looking into his prior rulings on people that have died in custody and good for them. Yeah, yeah, thankfully. Just want to jump back a minute because I just researched poll from last year from a, a big research group. It says one-third of American adults, which is probably about 100 million, struggle to pay their basic expenses. Yeah. So I would say those are people who cannot afford to miss a day of work. Nah, no. You can go off. You, you only need to take a couple hours off. Like it's not, that is not yeah, a reason. A lot of people work hourly jobs, especially seniors in the United States who have bad pensions and will not get hired in new jobs when they have to go back to work. They end up working minimum wage hourly jobs. That is the biggest in the United States. That is the biggest demographic working minimum wage jobs is seniors. Yeah, I know. Mostly at Walmart. But you can take you can you can take a couple hours. It's not it's not a reason to skip the second vaccine. It, Walmart, especially especially in the state, is a vicious company that will fire you if you miss stuff like that. I, I don't I don't think that it's a reason to skip your second shot. Losing your job isn't a reason to skip your second shot. I People think, need jobs. To I don't live. think you'll get fired for for going to get your COVID shot. But you do. No. You get fired for... I, I don't think there's been one person... If I would like to see one article of someone that got fired for going to get their COVID shot. One. I could probably find you tons of stupider reasons. And I'm not talking about stupider reasons. I'm talking about going to get your COVID shot. Because right now, if yeah. somebody got fired for going to get their COVID shot, that company would be boycotted. Nobody would do that. Absolutely nobody. We'll see. Anyway... Are you done? Do you have anything else? I'm done. So are you. Oh, okay, great. All right. Okay. That's over. There's a kind of hush all over the world. Tonight, all, all over the world. the world, you can hear the uh, sound. It looks like the second wave in India is, is being called a wall because the increase is, is so steep. Uh, they're reporting over 300,000 cases a day. And two to three thousand deaths a day. Hospitals in Delhi are full. Multiple new variants. There was one story that has a wife calling an ambulance for her husband after driving from hospital to hospital and being turned away. And when the ambulance and the EMT arrived, they asked if he was really having trouble breathing because they can only give oxygen to the people in really bad shape. Uh, uh, there's also record, and because of the record high death rates in some cities, there's crematoriums that are running their furnaces 24-7. So it's, it's not good. And, and I, I, you know, finally, JT shut down air, uh, flights from India, which is good, I think. Uh, you, can't, you can't have that getting here. You just can't. It's, we're yeah. bad enough with the variants we have now. Yeah. It's, oh, my God, yes. No, no, not here. Yeah, and and it's some of them are double mutated now. So I mean, how well will the vaccines works again work against things like that? I don't know. Scary. Very scary. It's like oh my, like who knows? Yeah. 
It's well, a disaster. Over to you. I got one. Um, Chad's president of 30 years was killed while visiting troops on the front line against northern rebels the day after he won re-election. I saw that story. And, okay, a couple things. President of 30 years in re-election, probably some unhappy people. And I'm guessing nobody wins 30 years in a row without a little bit of fudging the numbers here and there, don't you think? Maybe. Um, or do you think he was, like, absolutely democratically elected? Do they only vote once every 30 years? <laughs> They vote five years, every five years. Yeah. According to the African Union, elections in Chad are generally free and fair. Wow, that's crazy. Oh. Well, according to Human Rights Watch, they, they've argued that they have problems such as electoral fraud, multiple voting, underage voting, and low voter turnout. Ah, so, so, so it's mostly, it's probably the low voter turnout. Like, people believe that their vote doesn't matter anyway, so they don't go... Yeah, or like with countries like that, you know, maybe polling stations are really far away or... Yeah, yeah. it's set up, either way, it's set up for him to win. Yeah, absolutely. So he wins the re-election, goes to the front line, and the rebels... To command troops the, against some rebels. Yeah, well, clearly some people are unhappy, because there's... There's rebels. Militant rebels. Yeah, typically, if everybody's happy, there's no rebels. I'm, su I'm surprised, it was probably meant to be like a photo shot, like a, a photo op or something. Like, yeah, there's no way the president's out there on the front lines on a daily basis, especially once you've been president for 30 years. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming he started at what, 30, 40? He's not a young man. Yeah, well, that's happened. Um, so there's a like um, a military transitional council that put his son in charge. Right. And the rebels made a statement that I thought was pretty valid. They're like, Chad is not a monarchy. We don't pass on head of state to the firstborn and there needs to be free and fair elections yeah i'm wondering i mean i don't know much about chad the country or the person but yeah. um uh, is it i mean are the rebel like is are they are the people oppressed i don't know i really tried to look up like what they were what their complaints were and google didn't have much for me yeah that's that's disappointing when google lets you down doesn't happen often yeah google uh didn't know why there are rebels in chat anyway did you bing Either. it uh, no if google doesn't know <laughs> bing doesn't know <laughs> everything everything with you and me was so political Political. I'll go first because mine's a lot shorter. Yeah. Uh, Lindsey Graham. I saw Lindsey Graham was art, art, interviewed by Chris Wallace, and he said, "No, in my opinion, our systems are not racist. America is not a racist country." Said the privileged middle-aged white man. Middle-aged might o be generous. Older, older white man. Yeah. But uh, I don't. I don't know that it's something you can have an opinion on. Like, it, if you look at the facts, there's definitely some racial issues. I don't know. Like, how can you say, in my opinion, America's not racist? We just shoot black people, all, you know, on a weekly basis. Yeah, well, 
there's a lot of things that you can't have an opinion on that Republicans like to pretend they have an opinion on. Yeah, I, I just think at some point it becomes the 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 evidence becomes overwhelming, and it does it no longer becomes a, an opinion. It, it, like, well, climate change. I was going to say like climate change, but this is why in the U.S. I was thinking today. I don't think that bipartisanship should be prioritized anymore because I wish I wish it could be, but why should we ask people to try to work with like people trying to do good work? to try to work with the people who think that, who ignore the facts and think that climate change is a myth, who ignore the facts and think that the country doesn't seem systemically racist, who believe that because you're born gay, you you know deserve less rights than somebody else, who want to regulate the rights of women, who want to regulate what gender you are. Why are these people that we need to try to work with? I don't want to have to work with them. Yeah, don't. and that's... that's uh, don't try to work with them. That was basically bernie sanders point yeah it would be great if they want to work with us here's what we want to do you know it's the right thing to do we're super happy if you vote with us yeah but But, i'm not gonna but we're not gonna we're not gonna change it because you're not gonna vote with us but the problem is and and this is why i mean they have filibusters in canada as well but it doesn't completely mean it things don't get passed like it can delay things a long time but they will eventually get passed. In the States, it just seems to be like, oh, you're going to filibuster it? Okay. Yeah. Push it to the side. No. Well, that's because you need you need 60 senators to stop to the vote. filibuster. Yeah, and, and the reason is because they need 60 senators to vote to advance a bill to a vote. Uh, I, thought, I thought it had something to do with, like, it, but they have to keep on yimmering about other things right that's why they read green eggs and ham and all this other no, stuff it, it used to be like that but mitch mcconnell changed it mitch mcconnell made it that all you need you need 60 senators to vote to end debate and if 60 senators don't vote to end debate then it never moves on and people can sit they don't have to keep talking he made it so much easier to filibuster the only thing you need to filibuster is not vote to move the bill on to a vote. That's crazy. It's insane. It it means now for, but it, it, I mean it works. The the really dumb thing is is it works both ways. Like they've they've yeah. made it harder for themselves too. Yeah, but it's easier for Republicans to get control of the Senate than it is for Democrats. With sixty seats, like there's oh, control, well, yeah. and then there's sixty seats. If if he, Mitch was smart, he should have put fifty five, but <laughs> sixty seats. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow, that's tough. That, I didn't realize that. I thought they had to keep talking, but basically they just had a sort of a rule in place that you didn't you didn't actually do the talking anymore. So yeah, they no, just agreed. He, he but that. but they literally need sixty votes. Without sixty votes it doesn't move on. Yep. That's ridiculous. Now, there, yeah, there there are certain topics which don't can't get filibustered. And then once a year, the controlling party can use reconciliation to skip the filibuster on one piece of legislation. But yeah. Crazy. Well, um, one of our favorite Republicans, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, has announced a debate with AOC on the Green New Deal, but only after she reads all 14 pages. How does she know what side of the issue she's on until she finished reading the document, do you think? Yeah. Oh, God. It's like, like, that was my first thought, too. But she's going to go into it knowing what side she's on, so she might as well not read it. Like, 
Yeah, it's pretty bad. She's apparently read, and apparently AOC has not even responded to this. Like, she's just like, why would I do that? Yeah. <laughs> but it would be, uh, it would be almost like a car wreck. It would be almost hard not to watch. Get great ratings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would. It really would. Because Marjorie Taylor Greene would just be destroyed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and this is, you know, I, I had a little bit about the, the shooting in as well, and I, I was talking about, you know, last week I talked about peaceful protests, but the problem is, and there, and there was protesting after the Chicago shooting and the, of the 13-year-old boy, and, and the problem is also, for peaceful protests, they need to be policed peacefully. A lot like, yeah. say... Uh, the the white the the not the White House did they storm the White House the House of, the Senate when they stormed the Senate right like the Capitol building the ca- yeah when they stormed the Capitol basically nothing happened until they were you know inside the building and stuff then somebody got but shot but but for the most part and 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 when they were protesting in Michigan everybody's walking around with all these big guns around the the capital in Michigan and that nobody got hurt or harmed or anything. But, but these yeah. protests, you know, cops are, cops are firing tear gas and, and using batons. And you know what I mean? Like people are not going to stay peaceful if you start shooting tear gas in them and beating them with batons. Yeah. Don't ask them to stay people peaceful when they're being violently attacked. Yeah. And and then you get and then like like you said the cops basically just tried to cover this whole thing up which is absolutely ridiculous. For one thing, yeah. it's just uh, it's it's awful on so many levels, but also on just a stupidity level because there's body cams. Yeah, they they had yeah. to know there was footage. Yeah. So yeah. did they just forget to erase it all? Uh, like who knows what they're trying to do? Like it's just dumb. It's just dumb. It uh, is. It's, it's just dumb. dumb. Just tell the truth. Yeah. yeah, we fucked up. We shot a thirteen-year-old. That guy's getting fired. You know, there's yeah. issues. There's issues in this country and in this police force. But to say, to say he had a gun and there was a th- like, just, just like incredibly stupid as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's me for political. All right, I'm going to try to whip through a lot of mine because it's long, but I think a lot of it doesn't require too much talking about. First things first, Biden has become the first U.S. president to formally recognize the Armenian genocide. Uh, The U.S. House of Representatives sort of passed a resolution recognizing it in 2019, um, but it is now recognized fully on the federal level with Biden's recognition. Uh, It was a genocide committed against Armenians by the Ottoman Empire in... um, the early 20th century. Now the only countries that officially deny it are Turkey and Azerbaijan. And uh, that's, I feel like, good company to get out of. Yeah, probably. So that's good. I mean, it was a genocide. So it really didn't need the U.S.'s recognition to be a genocide. But I guess it's nice that it has it now. Yeah, Um, it's got their stamp of approval. Yeah, it was a genocide. I mean, it's got to bring, you know, some peace to some Armenian-Americans, so. Yeah, I guess so, that yeah. Is. Moving on. That's all I have for American politics. Everything else today is Canadian. The United Conservative Party in Alberta is not so united these are they, days. Are they still conservative? They are. Okay. They are very much still conservative, but not so united. Fifteen 
UCP Riding Association signed a letter calling for Jason Kenney's resignation as uh, as premier. Wow. If it gets to 22, it automatically triggers a leadership vote. Wow. That's not that far off. No, it is not. And I read an article about a woman who... Um, said this is not the man that i voted for you know like i i all the things he's done it's not what he campaigned on and i thought to myself isn't it the man who ideologically aligned more with the wild rose party but decided to run for leadership of the progressive conservative party on the sole platform of uniting the progressive conservative party with the wild rose party in order to beat the new democratic party because that was the only way he could gain power that's the man who you found unreliable the man who, in the new United Conservative Party leadership race, helped fund a kamikaze candidate who he convinced to enter the race in order to drop out, in order to take away votes from Jason Kenney's main opponent, Brian Jean. That man that you found unreliable. The man who has flip-flopped on so many positions in order to get votes and denied past statements in order to continue to get elected. That man you found unreliable. That you're surprised that this man, who has done literally anything he could to get power is not who you thought he was when he was campaigning. What, uh, is there anybody in, in the wings that is potentially any better? Not really. Well, I was talking to uh, uh, my director last night, and she was saying that she doesn't want Jason Kenney to go anywhere because he's really unpopular and would probably lose the next election to Rachel Notley. But if they pick somebody else, then they'd probably be just as bad but, you know, the voter, average voter would probably think, oh, it's a new person, new party. Like, yeah. And then I agree with that. Yeah. So you don't want I'm it to happy. get to 22. Sorry. No, I, I don't want Jason Kenney to go anywhere because they're not going to replace him with somebody better, but they might replace him with somebody more electable. Yeah. And I don't want that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy to see that they're fracturing, but I don't really want it to go much further. If it got to 21, I'd be happy and just stayed there. <laughs> That seems unlikely. It feels like if it gets to 21, it'll go to 22. Probably. Give one other person the confidence to be like, yeah, all right. Over in Ontario, for the first time since winning the election in 2018, I think, the Doug Ford's PCs are starting to fall behind in the polls into second place. Uh, two separate pollsters have the Liberals polling in first place slightly ahead of the PCs, in second, and the NDP in third. And I kind of threw up my hands in the air when I saw that because, I mean, I think Doug Ford deserves to lose the next election. I think he's doing a terrible job. But the Liberals back in first, it was not that long ago that we hated the Liberals so much that for the first time ever, we reduced them out of party status. Who is, I don't How, even know who the leader is right now. His name is Stephen Del Duca. Really? Yep. That feels like a name I never knew. Not a name that I knew and forgot. I feel like I never knew that name. It was yeah, Kathleen Wynne, right? He's not. Yeah, Kathleen Wynne was the last one. Yeah, and I, he doesn't currently have a seat in the House of, in in the Ontario House. Wow. He was. He did. He did before the last election. I think he was Minister of Education when he was member of the provincial government under the Wynne government. Yeah, they need until all the voters that elected Bob Ray uh, stop voting. The NDP doesn't have a chance in Ontario. He just, yeah. It, I I don't. I still. I don't. Well, I've always said politicians get too much credit when the economy's going well and too much blame when it goes poorly. And he took over at a bad time. 
Like just yeah. just the worst possible timing, which is why they were able to get in because everything was going to hell in a handbasket. And he he did some he you know, he tried his best. He did some things I I thought were good and some things that maybe not, but but it was a bad time to be the leader. Really was. <laughs> well, and people have a long memory. Like, That's why they're Stephen third. Delduca, Stephen Del Duca was Minister of Transportation. Oh, okay. Before he lost election by quite a bit to the Progressive Conservatives. Did uh, sorry, just off topic, but did you uh, did you see the uh, the? Oh no, wait, sorry, I talk about it later on. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, I honestly think just like. Give the NDP another chance, for God's sakes, or somebody else. The this Greens, is what I'm saying. Just go it's back just to it's the people you hate so much. To oh, I agree. It's ridiculous. It's it's almost like a it's almost like a two party system. It's it's a bit crazy that if people have such short memories, but yeah. yet they remember the yeah. NDP from 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Like they say, oh, it's we like, aren't doing that again. <laughs> but like but but they forget Kathleen Wynne. Yeah, it's like how everybody hated Stephen Harper so much until 2019 when they were like, well, we hate Justin Trudeau now, so I guess we'll vote conservative. Yeah, exactly. Like, there are literally the NDP, the Greens, if you don't want to go left wing, the People's Party, the Libertarian Party. Like, independ- Like there are options, people. You don't, it's not a binary choice. Yeah, yeah. Drives me crazy. Although without voter reform... It is a binary choice. Yeah, depend. Yeah, it's uh, depending on your writing. Yeah, actually, this is this has to do with politicians, but it's not really political. But this is where it is. Um, Block MP Sebastien Lemieux admitted to and apologized for taking the screenshot of the naked liberal MP from last week. Right. But he says he doesn't know how it got leaked to the media. Because he emailed it to one of them. <laughs> the government whip said that he accepted the apology and believed that Lemire didn't share the photo with the media but then said like well then who did like who did you share it with that it then got shared to the media and he said that whoever shared the screenshot of a closed door meeting engaged in a criminal act and that he's going to go to some sort of committee to engage in an investigation that's good and this brings me to something that I was going to mention later but but uh, it's not exactly the same thing so did you see that that made John Oliver yes (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's funny stuff. I always enjoy when he mentions us. Yeah, he had a, he, had, he thought it was pretty funny too. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And then lastly, and this is the big one, but I just wanted to whip through all the big things in the new budget. And it's a big budget, so there's a lot of things. And I don't think we really need to talk about a lot of them, but I still want to mention them. But I'll start start up to start off. Budget 2021. It was unveiled on Monday. They're ma- the Liberal government is making that so that a judge's pension can be immediately freezed after an independent body recommends the judge's removal from the bench. And this was a move spurred by a judge who recently, his, his removal was recommenda- recommended, um, but then it got tied up in courts because he was fighting it, and then he just decided to retire, and because he decided to retire, he got to collect his very generous pension. Yeah, this is, to me, sorry, I know you're trying to go through this quickly, but I'm not sure the specifics of this case, but... It feels like this is just a vote garnering thing because how often does this happen? Like, how many pensions are you going to save? I don't know, but I still think in general it's Three a good a idea. Decade? I mean, 
Well, it depends. And also, what did he do? You didn't like a verdict or two? Because the guy worked for 30 years and you don't like a couple verdicts, so he's now doesn't get a pension? Or like, what did he do that, that he's getting removed from the bench? I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I he mean, doesn't it's align with your politics? Well, judges shouldn't be political. But they are. Not really in Canada. Eh, not as political as the U.S., but everybody has their own person. I mean, the judges have their own personal leanings. Absolutely, but you shouldn't express them. But that's how you interpret the law based on your personal, you know, and, and, and more than even guilty and innocent uh, sentencing. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I, didn't, I, I don't know too much of the specifics either, but I still think it's. I mean, if they end up not being removed, then they still get their pension. But if an investigation finds that they should be removed, then yeah, don't get your pension. I would just my my only concern is a what what can they be removed for, and b how many have been removed and collected their pension. Like what? Yeah. I, I just think this is. I think there was public outrage at this one guy that that's happened to because it was a big story recently, and so this yeah. is something that they put in to get votes. Maybe. Next thing, the budget gives the Minister of National Revenue the ability to immediately revoke an entity's charitable status if it is found to be associated with a terrorist organization. That seems like a good idea. <laughs> that's I not, agree. That's not in there? <laughs> Would you like okay, to so give the, to the Al-Qaeda fund? Before this... This is just streamlining. Before this, it was possible... But it was a lengthy process, and so, like, you would be found, you're associated with a terrorist organization, they find out, and then, like, you know, months of paperwork had to be happened to revoke your status. But now the Minister of National Revenue can be like, you're giving money to Al-Qaeda, you're not a charity anymore. <laughs> That's, that is, that seems like uh, something that maybe they should have done a while ago. I agree. <laughs> That's really funny. It's a charity. <laughs> the only thing is, there's no way to appeal this. So, like, if the government's like, you're giving money to terrorists, and you're like, no, no, we're not, it sucks. I I would agree, then, that they immediately you lose your status, but then, you know, you you should be able to appeal. appeal. Yeah, absolutely. You should pretty much always be able to appeal, in my opinion. Yeah, although I'm sure, well, yeah, I'm not sure. I think you're right. I think there probably should be an appeal process. Um, a new power uh, gives the minister. So, of are you saying on this year's tax? Can I still claim my Al Qaeda donation on this year's tax return? <laughs> as long when, as you do it. When before, does this take effect? As long as you do it before the budget passes. That's awful. Like, that's unbelievable to me. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I should probably edit that out because that that could be taken out of context. <laughs> A new power gives the Minister of Immigration the ability to pick who can get permanent residency in Canada based upon the labor market needs. Which, to me, it's like, people, we're going to pick who's most valuable based on what you can contribute to the market. And to me, that's not just conservative, that's like Republican. (laughs) Yeah, as this at the expense, I guess it's always at the expense of somebody else because there's only so many to get through, right? Yeah. Honestly... I, the only I know it's a long process, but the only fair way to do this is first come first serve. And if your application's in order, great, you get it. If it's not, you don't. Well, you can stay for quite some time without permanent residency. Yeah, but permanent residency has a lot of advantages. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah, a hundred percent. I'm not sure anybody should get to pick because it just it just opens up to. 
uh, picking your buddies and picking people that are uh, contribute to your political party and whatever. And you can just say, well, we needed a ant herder. We don't have any in yeah. Saskatoon. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there's there's absolutely no nuclear physicists in, you know, tuck tuck tuck. So we needed this person <laughs> in. Like it, yeah. It just, it just, way too much power for, for somebody to start picking and choosing. I agree. If you want to have a scoring system based on the needs of the country at that particular time, I, I kind of understand that. However, the needs of the country, it's almost always, it's almost always a little bit too late. If you're going to grant by the by the it cuz just cuz it turns a little bit slow so by the time you decide that okay we're going to give nurses you know if they decided cuz of covid we're going to give nurses a lot of nurses permanent residency by the time they get their permanent residency covid's probably over and now we have a ton of nurses and you need something else yeah. right so you almost need to yeah. know what you need in the future nurses yeah. is probably a bad example cuz we should always let in nurses we need more but but uh you know, I'm just saying it's hard to predict what you need six six months, twelve months from now. By the time these these things work through the system, yeah, absolutely. So I, I just also don't see uh, practically how this is going to work well. Yeah, it's just a bad thing. It's just not good. One hundred and one point four billion dollars in new spending over three years to fuel the recovery and kickstart the transition to a green economy. That's, yeah, I, I think it's probably it might be a billion too short, or sorry, a hundred billion. I'm just trying to think. The U.S. spent 1.9 trillion, right? That's two trillion, basically. Uh, that 1.9 the, trillion was the relief package. Yeah, the recovery bill. It was relief yeah. and recovery. We're yeah. we are a tenth of the size, so a, a tenth of that is 200 million or 200 billion. Yes. Yeah. Ish, yeah. So we might be, we might be now. Maybe, maybe we don't have to do the relief portion. But was that half? Like maybe we've already spent. We did a better job at relief uh, while yeah. COVID was well, happening. So maybe, well, maybe know, we're okay. But I, there's more stuff later on that, like, kind of I think also helps relief, but is more specific. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, like this. I just think if you're gonna go. If you're gonna if you're gonna go down that rabbit hole of being hundreds of billions of dollars in debt, don't come up short. Make sure you spend enough yeah. to do it. You know. Yeah. This next one, I know the liberals are quite quite proud of, and they're gonna. De- it's definitely gonna be a big thing that they campaign on. Thirty billion dollars over five years, and eight point three billion per year after that to create and sustain a national childcare program. The goal is to have a ten dollar per day national child care service by twenty by the twenty twenty five twenty twenty six fiscal year. Yeah, I, I'm also not sure about this. I mean, that's great, but what about increasing minimum wages for everybody, and and that way people can afford their child care better, and it also helps people without children. Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly think it needs both. Stuff like this has happened in the provinces. It happened in Alberta. And um, when it happened, we saw a 
large influx of women in the workforce. And then when the UCP cut it, we saw that decrease. And now the amount of women in the workforce is down to levels that it hasn't been since the 1980s in Alberta. Yeah. So this is something that very specifically helps women get into the workforce. Um, and, uh, and, and then, you know, obviously just saves families in general money. And it's something that's been advocated for for a very long time. I, I, I think it's a good thing. It's not bad. I'm just not sure it's the best way to spend the money. Because yeah. higher wages will have the same effect of getting people back to work. The, the reason people stay home is because it costs more for daycare than they can earn. So if you earn more, then they'll also go back to work. But it's, yeah, we'll see. I, we'll I'm not see saying it's bad. I'm not say saying it's bad. bad. I'm just saying, yeah. it, I guess it encourages people to have kids, which is also yeah. a good thing. So I'm not, I'm not anti it. I'm just not sure it was the best way to spend that money, but yeah. $18 billion to build safer, healthier indigenous communities. And I just pray to God. I'm like, that's great. That sounds great. As long as they're just like indigenous communities, here's $18 billion. Do what you need with it because the federal government is horrible at spending money for indigenous communities and deciding what indigenous communities need. Indigenous communities know what they need. Just give them the money to do it. We've interfered enough. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's also, there's. it's not like greed and power grabbing don't exist in indigenous communities. They do. Yeah, well, maybe and, give and it we've, to them. We've maybe seen give it to them and be like... Right? You see it in Yellowknife. There are some very well-off people from those communities because of the deals that have been made up there with the mining and whatnot and others live in yeah. abject you know maybe not abject poverty maybe that's too strong but aren't on this aren't on the same terms it's just you know what i mean so i don't know the best way to do this i don't know because you're i yeah. i don't trust governments to build anything they're awful at it and it takes it costs 10 times more and takes 10 times as long but but you know any anybody that's going to get eighteen billion dollars, it's got to be like it just has to be someone that's a hundred. Like you almost, yeah, well, I don't know how you do it. I, I really don't. I, it's a good thing, but I don't know how you how you do it. Yeah. Well, maybe you, maybe it's like here are things you can't spend it on, but even then, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You're right. It is complicated. You can't. You just um, don't want. You answers. just don't want people getting filthy rich and stuff not getting built, right? You want. You want yeah. to help the indigenous communities in general. And I. I'm not saying it's a widespread problem, but it only takes a few people in each group to take a big hunk of the money to do a lot of damage. Yeah. So it's and and it, it's not an indigenous problem. I, I'd have a problem with it if they were doing it with, uh, you know. In this community, it doesn't matter. It's not, like I said, those things are not specific to any one community. Yeah, they're 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 they span they span all all the different races and religions and whatnot. Yeah, seventeen point six billion dollars for green recovery to conserve twenty five percent of lands and oceans by twenty twenty five and to put Canada on course to exceed climate change targets by cutting emissions to 36% below 2005 levels by 2030. Great. It, I don't trust it to happen, but great. Yeah. Also, how do you... Like, what What do you mean? 
oceans. Yeah, I don't know. The don't the, know. the couple hundred miles off the shore that we can that we are sort of technically in control of. What are you talking about the ocean? How are you going to clean up the oceans? You can't unless you're yeah. going to unless you're going to tell other people. Listen, we do our own share of polluting. We can clean up our own mess, but it's not going to clean up the oceans. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. An extension of pandemic business and income support measures, such as the wage and rent subsidies through the fall. Good. It'll be needed. Yeah. Just uh, just going back though, I do think you know. I hope it works, and I you know I do believe yeah. As much as you can't clean up everybody's mess, clean up your own, and then you can start talking about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. A taxable grant payment of $500 to old age security pensioners aged 75 or older as of June 2022, and a 10% boost to maximum OAS benefits for pensioners 75 or older starting to July 1st, 2022. I'm not old enough to know if any of that is good or bad. I do not think about that kind of thing yet. Does that sound good or bad to you? Do you know? The cost of living is growing up. The OAS probably hasn't gone up in a while, so that's good. $500 taxable grant payment. So it's more like, uh, you know, what are they in? It, I guess it depends on what what tax bracket they're in, but uh, yeah, it's probably fine. I don't, what does 500 bucks get you these days? Not a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Get um, an Apple Watch. Deficit- <laughs> the deficit is going to be at $354.2 billion, and uh, this year, this fiscal year, uh, $154.7 billion is their projection for 2021-2022, and then expected to gradually decline to $30.7 billion by 2025-2026, or approximately 1% of the GDP. The jet- debt-to-GDP ratio soars to 50%, then falls to 49.2% by 25-26. It's interesting because I just watched the John Oliver last week about uh, national debt, and he was talking about how, like, the the big number was as long as your debt-to-GDP ratio doesn't hit 50 or above, you're fine. But then many countries due to COVID have hit 50 and above, and they have been fine. Yeah, Um, nobody really knows. Like like he said, nobody really knows. But I do, I'll tell you the... The difference right now as well is, and Christia Freeland said this, and it's the one thing that she said that I I really agree with, is interest rates are so low, it's irresponsible not to spend the money now. And I think she's right. It's You're getting next to free money, as close to free money as you're ever going to get. So yeah, lock those rates in now, borrow billions and pay it off when you can, when it, when it costs more and you can invest in things and, and and make more money and and get more taxes and and pay down this debt. I, I think it's a a great time to uh, to spend. You get it. At, you know, I'm sure government gets it at a better rate than I can get my mortgage at, and that's at like you know 1.7 or something. Like it's crazy what the rates are right now. Yeah, an extension of maximum period of employment insurance sickness benefits from 15 weeks to 26 weeks. I think that sounds good. Uh, yeah. I- is that because of COVID? Uh, I don't know. EI benefits goes from 15 weeks to 26 weeks. Uh, sickness benefits. Employment insurance, yeah. Okay, yeah, So yeah. When you're, but you're off for sickness. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess you could be, I guess if you get, you know, like cancer or something, you could be off for more than 15 weeks, so. Yeah. 
a projection of one million new jobs created by the end of the year. One right? million. <laughs> um, and now this is something I had to clarify for myself. A new $15 federal minimum wage. That does not mean that everybody's wage is going up to $15. It is only in federally regulated sectors. Yeah. The, so provincially regulated sectors, you're stuck with your crappy provincial minimum wage. Which is what in Ontario? Uh, 14 right now. Uh, it's not that far off. No, but like Saskatchewan, it's like 11.6. I don't, I don't get projection of 1 million new jobs created. Like, attach something to it. Like where? What sectors? What? What? what how? Industry? Government? What? what percentage of each like what do, th- we think there's going to be how many jobs a million yeah yeah sure okay let's go with that sounds good yeah. it's a good number anyway sorry go ahead that's okay 4.4 billion to help homeowners with green retrofits through interest-free loans up to forty thousand dollars yeah that's good retrofit your home uh three billion over five years to help provinces and territories improve long-term care Probably most of that's for Ontario. I got to say, if you can get a $40,000 interest-free loan to green up your home, maybe we could do a similar thing for students. But anyway. Yeah, right? $2.5 billion to build and repair 35,000 housing units for vulnerable Canadians. Good. Probably needs more. $1 billion for the tourism sector for festivals and cultural events. I have to say I'm happy with that. I got to say it's probably... <laughs> Probably money okay. they cannot spend because we're already in what what how, what month is this April? How many how many festivals have been canceled? Like it is good. It it I think it's easy. They could have put a hundred billion. It's just not going to be spent. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Um, now this next thing is one of my favorites: a new tax of ten to twenty percent for luxury cars and aircrafts worth more than one hundred thousand. And luxury boats over two hundred and fifty thousand, and I think this is a brilliant idea. And I don't think anybody can complain about it because if you can afford a car at a hundred thousand, but then you can't afford it at one hundred twenty thousand, then you couldn't afford it at a hundred thousand. Yeah, no, I just don't know why boats get the get the jack up to two fifty. Yeah, I know it makes no sense, but whatever. Yeah, no, I I don't have a problem with that. Uh, and ten to twenty. Based on what the cost? Probably. Like at a hundred thousand, you pay ten. Although I do have to say, a hundred thousand cars are get. There's some pretty normal cars that are getting awfully close to that. Like you can buy a truck that's eighty grand. Yeah, but I think that uh, uh, now I, I this might be a choice of words for of of the. Well, I don't know. Is there like certain qualifi- legal qualifications you have to meet in order to be classified as a luxury car? I don't think so. I don't think. I think if you. I think you can't. Like, what's a luxury car? Like, if you have a $100,000 Volkswagen, it's got to be considered a luxury car. If you have a $100,000 yeah. truck, it's got to be considered a luxury car. But you can get. Now, you know, it's got some bells and whistles, but it, trucks used to be cheaper than cars. Now they're more. I'm just saying it. Maybe a hundred is a little low, but I'm all for it. Yeah, just because just um, because stuff's getting more expensive now. You can absolutely buy a car for twenty five grand. So maybe a hundred isn't low. Maybe 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 you don't need an eighty thousand dollar truck, but 
stuff's just getting more expensive that's all yeah 300 million dollars to support black and other underrepresented entrepreneurs great no promise of funding to implement a national pharmacare program doesn't surprise me despite they keep promising to do it it's not going to happen i think they're not going to do it plus it's also it's difficult because it's it's provincial yeah so they can't really do that legally, can they? I mean, well, they, they have can... a federal healthcare program. Yeah, but it doesn't really do much. Well, I mean, what it does is it's like it, it provides a federal standard, and then if you meet the federal standard, the federal government will give you money for healthcare. They could do the same thing with pharmacare. Right. Next one: two hundred and thirty-six point two million over five years, and thirty-three point five million per year afterward for the Departments of National Defense and Veteran Affairs to eliminate sexual misconduct and gender-based violence in the military and to support survivors. Uh, to me, that sounds like a bunch of payoffs. I don't. I mean, we have so much, so many systemic issues that, like, I don't know if money's the answer so much as, like, changing the training and hiring practices and qualifications and, like, better background checks and stuff, you know? Mostly, I think it's mostly training we need to change the way it works and it's you know it's like a few good men you know you can't handle the truth that's a horrible jack nicholas but jack nicholson <laughs> nicholas nicholson i get those yeah. two one's a golfer one's an actor i get them confused jack nicholson's the actor yeah but you're right unless that money's going to be used to rewrite procedures and policies and 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 start different training and and probably even even the way we the way you do basic training and stuff like even the way it's conducted it needs to be looked at and redone and and that will take money so if if that's what this is for then great yeah absolutely and then my last one an extension of interest free period for canada students and apprentice loans to March 31st, 2023, at a cost to the government of an estimated <laughs> $392.7 million 2022-2023. Just make university free. Please. Please. At the very least, no interest loans. But yeah. I, I think the problem, honestly, Dale, with the problem with free universities is they aren't run very well. Well, they're not run very well now. No, that's what I'm saying. They're not run very well now, so how can the government pay for all this extra expenditures? Like, you know, when we when we were talking a couple podcasts ago about the money that they take in from tuition and the fact that it's not enough, it doesn't it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense to me. It, and it's got to be because it's. I mean, there must be another. I must be wrong. Obviously, maybe just wages are more expensive because. Uh, everybody's in a union there. I don't know, but it just doesn't. It something 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 somewhere is. It just doesn't add up to me. Yeah, other countries do it, so clearly there's a way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's what I got for political. That that's wasn't the long too bad. <laughs> Right, closer to fine, and uh, I just have one quick one that I thought was kind of hilarious. For the show that we just closed, more on that later, 
I made a bunch of memes, just like inside jokes and stuff about the play and the plot and in the process and everything, and uh, and shared them with everybody. And the dramaturg, who was also a student, um, the what? Um, Sorry, the dramaturg. There are people. Isn't that do... the bad guy from Stranger Things? No, <laughs> no. Um, the dramaturg is uh, somebody who. Um, well, it, it, there are many different types of dramaturgs, and it has an expanded meaning. But essentially, they do research and help the director with research and resources that are relevant to the show. Gotcha. Um, so the dramaturg for our show, a wonderful the, man. The um, demigorgon for your show. Yes, a wonderful person named uh, Charlie Peters. He likes my memes so much, he included a few of them in his like official website for the show, which he had to do for school. And so my memes are included in his final project presentation, essentially. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, they're, I mean, they're, I think they're hilarious. Are they going to go viral? Well, that maybe, no. uh, I mean, I guess I probably wouldn't, not having <laughs> seen the show. No, no, you wouldn't get them. Yeah. After I see the show? Maybe. If you pay attention. All right. All right. That's it for me. What do you got? Well, uh... Uh, it's been it's been one week and one day since I have got my vaccine, and I have had no side effects, and I cannot wait for my second one, unlike the five million Americans who have yet to get their second one or skipped out on their second one. Uh, yeah. I know I need to I need to wait at least one more week. I understand that, but but I'm hoping I don't have to wait till August or something. Hopefully, yeah. I can get it before that. Then. Last week, you mentioned uh, Canadian Olympic uniforms and your your dislike of them. But, yes. But John Oliver had a go at the American uniform, saying they look like the bad boy from every 80s frat comedy, and they scream, you think I'm rich now? Wait till my dad dies. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. They're awful. Oh, they've done by, they're done by Ralph Lauren, and they've been done by Ralph Lauren for the last number of years, since 2008, I think he said. Yeah, it was and they they are they are they're bad. <laughs> but he did also have a go at the Canadian uniforms, uh, saying that the jacket might look good on one person, but on a group would just look like a Canadian high school production of Grease. Yeah, and he did also talk about the the naked MP and the block's response and how polite it was. The point of order. It was very polite. <laughs> point of order. Yeah, it was a it was a good episode. If you haven't seen it, take a look. And now the All right, the end is near, and parting thoughts. Uh, Dylan, you want to? Sure. Yeah, so like I said, uh, our show closed, and it was a lot of fun, and uh, we had a little um, co- keeping within COVID requirements get-together after the, the show, which was lovely. Wasn't, and, in, the, uh, wasn't in the park this time? No, it was wasn't, in our backyard. Wasn't drinking, allowed... in, the, wasn't drinking in the park? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're allowed... Um, certain people within uh outside yeah um, yeah you've so, done it before so yeah we, we've kept it to that and you know stayed the the required distance apart and it was it was very lovely they've changed um, that in ontario you can't even outside you uh you have to be just your own family now your own family unit at yeah, the moment well, it's a disaster here and then in ontario it's just like a complete shit show yeah but yeah, so the, ha, had that happened, it was lovely, and then I had today as a break, and hey. then we're on to the next show next tomorrow. Wow, that's a long um, break. Yeah, well, not really, because <laughs> I've done so much today. 
So, like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know you're kidding. But even then, like, I had a day break, but I didn't. I have so many things to do after this. I did so many things before this. Granted, it didn't help that I slept till, like, 1130. But, um, but you were up late. Yeah, exactly. So, now, I know I'm able to watch the show for 10 bucks. Can anybody watch the show for 10 bucks? Yeah. Well, then, you know, plug it. Yeah, it's all yeah for all our listeners in Ohio. Um, he might like it. Secret in the <laughs> Secret in the Wings. Yeah, Secret in the Wings. There is a link that is going out the uh, U of A Drama Department. Um, you can just find it if you like Google U of A Drama Department website. You should be able to direct you there. And uh, it's only ten bucks. April twenty eighth to April thirtieth, it will be available online. Maybe what is the uh, I was going to say we can give the link next week, but we can't because it'll it be too be late. But yes. you could add it. Uh, we have a blog. Oh, yeah. You could add it there. And then we can I get could. just you can go to dad's right podcast uh, dot com. Is that is that is that our website? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that is awful. Hold on a sec. All right. I just paused it. Now I'm back. I'll probably leave in how far off I was, but I might edit it out. It's dadsright.fireside.fm. And if you put your link in there, Dill, uh, and you just have to go to that website and you'll be able to find the link, Dylan will put it up on our blog, and and away you go. And you can enjoy some uh, BFA theater from from a a group of of young adults that that are learning their craft. I'm sure it'll be good. Everything I've seen from them is good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, so that was that. And now we're moving on. Next, my phone charger's been acting finicky, and it makes me sad. Hard to charge my phone. That's it. Why Why? Uh, but, <laughs> why is that? Just get a new one. Well, yeah, I got to go buy a new one. I don't have time to go buy a new one. To, I'm at, I am at school. You don't need to so, go buy a new one. Just go to Amazon. I know I don't like supporting Amazon. Amazon's horrible. Eh. It's an Apple <laughs> phone. You, the best chargers are the Apple chargers. You got to go to Amazon or Apple. They're both kind of the both same. Horrible. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then speaking of, my phone has been really glitchy recently after I downloaded a very innocent app. So I deleted that app, and we're going to see if it's any better. But it was just a game, like from a developer that we've both played games from. Uh, was it called Make Your Phone Phone Glitch? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, I just had a question. What is the price of gas in Ontario these days? I don't know. Take a guess. Like, what was the last thing you paid? I don't remember. A uh, buck 20-something? Yeah, I saw it today. It was a buck 25 six here that's like the highest i've ever seen gas yeah it's normally cheaper in, in alberta because you know it's, it's kind of right there yeah but, but no it's ridiculous yeah it's it's something like that here it's i don't think it's a buck 30 right now but i've seen it like a buck 28 a buck 29 they were gonna reduce their stock or no they're gonna increase they said they're gonna increase their stock so it should come down but going down never works the same way as going up there'll be no. There'll be an accident or a tornado in Texas that ruins one oil rig or something, and it'll shoot up 20 cents, even though none of that gas, it's not even gas yet, forget about that. The pipeline's still full of all the cheap stuff, but it'll shoot up right away. But 
you know, they say, oh, well, we're going to increase our output by 20%. And, it, well, we can't lower our gas. Yeah, we have all the expensive stuff in the system. Well, no, you don't. You still have the cheap stuff from the last time when you put it up 20 cents. Yeah. Drives me crazy. That is such a, a, a rip-off market. And they have you. There's nothing you can do. When I first started driving, I remember saying to myself, if gas ever hits 50 cents a liter, I'm going to stop driving. And then it hit 50. And I said, well, if gas ever hits a dollar a liter, I'm going to stop driving. And then it hit a dollar. And I realized they can charge me 10 bucks a liter. I can't stop driving. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter what they charge. It's a racket. Yeah. And, and going back to your glitching phone, your mother's is doing the same. And and I originally had my doubts about about the uh, authenticity of her claims. I figured she was doing something. But she isn't. Her phone just does really random things. Like like it'll it just does stuff on its own. Like you're not touching it. It it tries to log in. It'll try it locked her out of her phone for, for an hour because it tried it tried to log in. It uh <laughs> it loves doing screen mirroring. She was upstairs uh in the bedroom and I was downstairs watching TV and all of a sudden I'm watching her phone on the television. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it must be glitching again because I'm not supposed to be trying to watch the Jays game and instead I've got some sort of text chain. <laughs> yeah, and, and when she calls people, it tries to FaceTime them. It's just very bizarre. That's weird. Very weird. It's it's some weird stuff. It's it's possessed. <laughs> uh, we're not sure what, what the spirit is, but it's definitely possessed. <laughs> So I decided, you know, because I back and forth to Saskatoon, that to check out my COVID alert app just to see where I was at, making sure, you know, like I think I was switching it to Saskatoon because you told me you had to switch it when you switch provinces. I think it was you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I open it up, and and it had logged me out. I wasn't even on. Here I am thinking I'm going to get like some sort of buzzing in my pocket if I go near somebody with COVID. And I don't, I don't have no idea how long it's been off for. Yeah, but how can how can a program like that just log you out? It seems like a bad design. It seems like a design flaw. <laughs> yeah, uh, mine mine offloads all the time, even though I've told it not to. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's no good either. Yeah, right. Like it just. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> stay yeah and i was uh i was discussing uh irregardless and how webster's is a, is a half-assed dictionary with with doug who i got a text from doug after i think it was the last show that he listened to the last one i put up not the last one we did that one's still uh you know a couple days away because i suck yeah. at editing uh but uh but he, he sent me a text that said oh good show which you know, is nice, but it's also now all of a sudden there's pressure. Because what if next show we don't get a text that said good show? <laughs> that means he didn't like it. So it's tr- it's pressure now. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we were discussing we were discussing irregardless because it was the it was uh, I, I I we talked about it before. We I can't remember exactly how it came up, and it doesn't really matter. But anyway, he introduced me to a new word. Uh, 
malapro malaproism malaproism i think that's how you say it malapropism malapropism yeah uh, and this is uh the incorrect incorrect use and this is how webster's defines it the incorrect use of a word that sounds like the correct word often with amusing results and the example they gave was he danced a flamingo rather than he danced a f- the flamenco which isn't <laughs> it's just not that funny <laughs> like <laughs> if you're going to say it has amusing results put something more from amusing in the in the example i think but anyway <laughs> yeah so learned a new word always always happy when that happens a very specific word though it doesn't i don't know how often it happens but i guess it depends who you're talking to I, it probably happens a lot on this show i'm sure i say the wrong word uh frequently <laughs> another malapropism yeah all right well I think I wanted to say one more thing, but I don't remember what it is. So let's cut it off there. Thank you for listening once again, and we'll talk at you again next week. And in the end, 